You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And we're looking at Tuesday. I wonder, Jay, one question for you. Are you off your high from yesterday's good show with Ricky Hundley? I, I am. You know, I, I spent a little bit of time thinking about it. I got, got a few texts and calls about it and stuff like that. And, you know, it was fun. And good it, show. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, it, was, it was fun and people appreciated hearing from Ricky. I, I think one of, the, one of the takeaways is that Ricky really wants to be here. I was just going to I was just going to say, that's our next show. Yeah, he really wants to be here in some capacity. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a large group of uh, fans who would love to have him here in some capacity, whether his coaching window is closed, maybe, because he hasn't been coached yeah. for a while. But he even mentioned he'd love to be in administration mm-hmm. in the athletic department. I can think of not a whole lot better uh, uh, ambassadors of the U of A athletics uh, that they could have than somebody like Ricky Hundley. It was funny because after a 30-minute interview, that was our last comment with him. I think that's a great tease for the next show. Next time <laughs> exactly. we have him, it exactly. Was good. So yeah, it, it was fun. I had a great time. So uh, you you were telling me before the show started some kind of anniversary today. There's a little anniversary today that was is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Forty seven years ago today, Secretary won the Belmont and the Triple Crown by 31 lengths. And, you know, some pe- there were a b- bunch of people tweeting about that today saying that it was the greatest athletic feat in history if you're willing to let, a, let, an, let an animal be part of that. And it, it's hard to argue that. If, yeah. You know, if, it's, if you're going to include things like that, um, certainly that was something that, was, that will never be matched. Well, didn't, when we had Baffert on, you talked about that because they did the simulation. Right. And he won that race right. too, right? Right. Was it not, it was closer than that. It obviously. was closer than that because they had all these triple crown winners in this simulation, but still, there was no doubt Secretary right, should have right. won that and, and he did. But um, I, I still remember sitting in front of the television. I was Wanted to have it happen in 73, and it was June of 73, so yeah. I would have been 13 at the time, and being fascinated by the whole Triple Crown thing. And uh, I remember watching it on a Saturday, and nobody was around. My brothers were off doing whatever they do. My parents were probably home, but it was I watched it by myself yeah. in our living room and remember just being really excited about about what happened. Yeah, I remember the, the horse being on uh, Sports Illustrated, actually. Yeah. I grew up around a racetrack, so my dad would take me to the racetrack, and we'd have a great day. It, I like, think that made me a long time a long time fan of horse racing. Yeah. I've always loved horse racing. It, you know, not I mean, I've gone to Rio and stuff like that, but not living in a in a city where there's been a major racetrack. I've but, loved going to the you know I've been to San Anita and Hollywood Park. They've since knocked it down um, and had a great time been at those places. Never been to Delmore, oh, and that's man. one of those things that I've really go to I've really wanted to go, but just haven't. But uh, Delmore is one of those things that I'd love to do. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, softball. There's some interesting news. Yeah. Some interesting news. There was a fan vote that some fans here, I guess, didn't hear anything about, but there was a fan vote of the all-time college softball team. Um, they 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 had the the nine position. Well, the eight positions, two pitchers, and a utility player. And Arizona put three players on that, and no other team had more than one. So congratulations to to those three. It was. Uh, 
Leo O'Brien D'Amico, uh, 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 Caitlin Lowe, and then the of most obvious one, Jenny Finch, as a right-handed pitcher. They had a, a right-handed and a left-handed pitcher. And then there were a lot of U of A players who were in the voting, some that made it close. And, for instance, there was a lot of discussion about the, the right-handed pitcher we had you had Jenny Finch, and then you had a bunch of other Arizona pitchers in there uh, that that were possibilities, uh, uh, including uh, Nancy Evans, Alicia Hollowell, Susie Parra, and so you know, and even Taryn Maw wasn't even in there. Did they have a coach? Did they have a coach? Uh, they didn't have a coach. No, it was just it was all it was just players. So you know, there's there's a lot of uh, that, that was a it would have been fun to see to to be a part of that. But uh, the ESPN came out with that. You know, they've had the College World Series. On forever and ever. Yeah. So it was interesting. Just today, I was at working out, working out of my house, and I've got a TV in my office. And the 2001 championship game mm-hmm. between Arizona and UCLA, where Jenny Finch threw a one nothing shutout to win the championship, was on, and I had that on from start to finish. And right. It was great to watch. It was a lot I, of fun. I saw that Saturday. I guess they must have replayed it. Yeah. Uh, I want to give kudos and not so kudos to my boy Tom here. He he mentioned this on his news break here, but uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright, we need the British basketball player. Of the year award uh, just this just today I guess he's and, been in Britain uh, thank you Tom for that and then uh, yesterday he, he he had some cool music from the Pointer Sisters yeah we, we meant to call out call that out he put on the Pointer Sisters very appropriate because unfortunately uh, Bonnie Pointer one of the one of the four uh, Pointer Sisters passed away yesterday but uh, uh, Tom picked that up and put on a Pointer Sisters song as we were going out of our first break. So we got to give him some props for that. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Although I, I enjoyed Steve's um, and Steve, we were talking about it during the break, and he said, "Oh, uh, I did." You were trying to name the the Pointer Sisters, and one of them was Dissa. So disappointer. Oh, I thought that God. was uh, that, Wait, is it really? that made me groan. You said that. No, 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 no. I never would have said that. No, I didn't that say was, that. <laughs> I said that was the only. We don't. There's only one pointer left. I think. Yeah. There? That's what I said. There was yeah. one point left. But that was, uh, I, I, I thought that that was actually uh, interesting, too, because she left before they hit it big. Right. Which was, right. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So Bonnie left before they hit it big. So she wasn't but there. But she was the big, wasn't she the She was the main she, one yeah, when yeah, they yeah. first came out. Yeah. 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 But her solo career, she kind of had a minor a hit bit, yeah. in her solo career. But um, yeah, she wasn't there when they kind of blew up in the early 80s in that, well, the that seven, scene. Who did the We Are Family? She They did no, that. No, no. That's Sister Sledge. Oh, Again, we I had that conversation a minute to go come on steve no, no i didn't i didn't wasn't part oh of my that. gosh I, I'm losing it or whatever, but I was. Sister, when you were you talking about? Sister, I wasn't here there. Yeah, Sister Sledge was a had a couple of hits, God, and that was it during the disco sisters, era. Holy moly, they barely count. I would have thought the, they were the pointer, <laughs> pointer sisters. sisters. Were huge. Pointer yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. I'm a music guy too, so you know. Okay, that's allegedly. okay. We'll let you slide, but allegedly, yeah, yeah. No, no, serious, <laughs> serious. Uh, so, anything else going on? Well, um, well, well, we haven't talked about we, a guy. Well, first of all, we thought there wasn't going to be any major oh, yeah, baseball yeah, yeah, yeah. news. So, in the last half hour or so, uh, word has gotten out that the, that the players are sending a proposal back to Major League Baseball for an 89 game season. They're going to get their full 100. percent They're proposing their 100 percent prorated share of salary, and then something with the, with the playoffs and whatnot. Um, there's already a lot of a lot of people on on social media saying uh, 
saying that you know we give them 12 hours to for the owners to turn that down so probably by the time we we're back here tomorrow we'll we'll have an idea there's some a number of people saying this makes sense this is the one that makes sense and the owner should take it but Never not know. a not a lot of confidence that they will if so it we'll makes see. sense you know what <laughs> So who, who knows? Who happen. knows? You know, again, they they better get on board pretty quickly here because things are starting to happen everywhere else, and they're really going to need to get on board and get get their act together and give fans some certainty that there's going to be some kind of a baseball season. Uh, with that, some good news. We're going to get Jay Dobbins on the phone after this break here on ten thirty. The Voice. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone we have Jay Dobbins, former U of A football, now a high school coach. He's slash, I'm going to call him Slash. He's got a lot of... A lot He's of, an author. <laughs> He's a law enforcement guy. All kinds of stuff. Jay, how are you? Steve, Jay, your audience, thank you for having me on. Well, we're, we're glad to have you, Jay. It's, uh, you know, we, we, we've we crossed paths a number of times, but I've really not ever had a chance to just sit down and chat you up, and I've been looking forward to this all day. I'm, I'm happy you're here. Thank you very much for having me. I, I, I listen to your show. You guys do a great job, and a great job of representing our town, so um, I thank you for that. Yesterday we had uh, Ricky Hundley, and, and Jay was talking because he grew up in that era. That that era kind of started the magic of football here, at least getting the people excited. You guys were the lunch pail guys. You'd beat the crap out of teams, uh, win some games, lose some games, but you were that group. Did you feel that way? Absolutely. You know, and you had Rick on, and... Um, I'll tell you what, I played in my college days, I played against Marcus Allen. I played against Mike Singletary. I played against Eric Dickerson. I played against John Elway. Rick Hunley was the greatest college football player that I ever personally saw with my own eyes. Oh, that's that's a that's an incredible compliment. I mean, obviously, you know, he's in the College Hall of Fame, so you know, there's some serious credibility to, to a statement like that. But that that's an amazing statement. You know, you came to Arizona, and he, you know, he had been here a couple of years, um, but you were at a, at a time when he, you know, when he was the guy. You know, the the 1982 and 83 seasons, he was he was an All American. So you you know, you were on those teams. You, you had a big year in '83. I think you led the led the team in in receiving that year. You know, talk a little bit about you know what he meant to to the overall team and, and kind of how it was really it, trying to establish itself as a player in the Pac-10 at that time. You know, Rick was the personification of our coach Larry Smith, which everything was about toughness. And you know, we hadn't seen at that point in time, we hadn't really seen at least in college a 6-3 240-pound linebacker that could sack the quarterback, that could drop into coverage, and that could make tackles on either side of the field, sideline to sideline. Because Rick was big, he was physical, he was fast, he was quick, um, which all those things led into like the amazing player he was. But 
what gets lost in his athleticism is how tough he was. He was just a, a very tough man. When you put that toughness mentality that was uh, a key of Coach Smith's teams in an athlete like that, Man, you've got uh, you've got a dangerous, dangerous player on your team. Well, speaking of that, you, you, I, I don't know. Every time I see a replay of you playing, you get hit harder than heck. I know I would never have gotten up, but you'd get up, wipe it off, and come back. How how, how difficult was that when you said, "Oh God, I got to get up"? Steve, you know what? It actually it wasn't, and I'll tell you why. When you're surrounded by uh, players who are bigger than you, faster than you, stronger than you, um, are, are more athletic than you. Like, I knew I had to find my role. If I wanted to play, if I wanted to get on the field and stay on the field, I had to have a role. And my role was that control receiver, that, that third down guy. And uh, I, I ran a lot of routes, you know, in the middle of the field. Um, I didn't catch a lot of balls over my shoulder and run into the end zone and celebrate with the cheerleaders and the fans. I tried to make plays that gave other players those opportunities. And so, yeah, you're going to get knocked around if you're going to if you're going to play the role I played. Yeah. And if you're not willing to get hit and get knocked down and get back up, your career is going to be very short. So, Jay, you know, one of the – not that Arizona's ever been considered any kind of a quarterback school. I mean, I think until Nick Foles did well in the NFL, there just really hasn't been much of a history. But I, I feel like Tom Tuncliffe, again, in that in that mold of being a tough guy, sort of an underrated guy, he was not very tall. Um, you know, he – again, he was one of those guys who seemed to bring – a sort of toughness and sort of as an underrated guy when people talk about quarterbacks at Arizona over the years. Well, when you talk about the, the toughness element of those teams, and, and Ricky represented that on the defensive side, uh, Tom Tunnicliffe represented that on the offensive side. Uh, he was a grinder. He, was, uh, he, he wasn't going to uh, uh, shock anybody with athleticism, but he was a winner. He won games. People don't know this. Tom played for two years with a chronic stress fracture in his non-throwing wrist. For two years, when you look at the pictures of him playing, every game they put a fiberglass cast on his non-throwing hand for two years that he played, that he could never recover from that. And he never missed a game. Well, I, I remember specifically seeing that cast in the uh, in the in the '83 ASU game uh, up there. The you know, Max and Dayhouse kicked a field goal to win the game, and he had that cast. And I, I, as I recall, I thought we heard it, that it was a broken thumb or something like that. He, you know what, and and it never it it, it never healed to the point where he didn't have to have that extra protection on it. You never heard him complain about it. You never heard him mention it. He never used it as an excuse. He just showed up and balled, and, and our offense rallied around him. He, you know what? He kind of had that mentality, if you guys recall, like how Jim McMahon had that relationship with his offensive linemen with the Bears because they loved – those offensive linemen loved how tough Jim McMahon was. 
Tom was like that with our team. Our team admired him because he was such a tough competitor. In fact, you uh, tried to hook me up with Tom, I guess maybe a year or so ago. I could not find him and didn't return, but maybe we still have a chance to reach Tom. But we did talk to his backup. You tell me his backup's name? Well, the... Um uh, the, the the quarterback that followed Tom was Alfred Jenkins. Right. Yeah, no, it was his backup. He's an attorney in town now. Um, man, I just lost his name. But uh, his backup, but maybe you weren't here yet, but the early 80s, uh, early 80s uh, the, who, you know, he'd fill in and do a great job for him. But um, it, those those days were fantastic because, it, like Jay said yesterday, it kind of established who you were. Well, I can't remember who the backup quarterback was because once Tom Tunnicliffe got the starting job, like you said, Jay, he was in every game until he graduated. Well, you know, if and, and Arizona fans will remember this. When Tom uh, got his, his, his start, it was the fall of 1980, and the Arizona's quarterback was Mark Fulcher. Mark Fulcher, and Mark Fulcher, Mark Fulcher was a, a dang good quarterback, and he got hurt in the UCLA game, and Tom came in and finished that game and won that game. Right. And then once Tommy got on the field, um, everybody else was going to have to wait for their turn because he wasn't giving it up. That was it, yeah, he, and he never gave it up, gave it up and he, he was in it till the end. So that so absolutely th- those are you know those are again I you know we were talking about this yesterday with Ricky for me you know I, first of all I don't know if you remember this Jay but you were in my you were in, you and I were in a science class at Saguaro High School at the <laughs> you were a freshman I was a senior I'm trying to get one more science class so I could graduate so I took this freshman science class that you, that you were in and uh, and I remember you from that because you became a pretty good football player at Saguaro High School after that I said eh, that guy in the class uh, before I left Saguaro so but the reason I'm bringing that up is that was a time when I was in college coming, you know, my college, uh, I was ending college during the, you know, 1980, 81 season. And then you guys came along. And so I was really fresh out of college, loving Arizona football. I was a huge fan. And, and I was telling Ricky yesterday and, and on the show that, you know, those years, that year, for, that time frame from about 80 to 85, you know, when Arizona started beating ASU finally, those were really, those were really a time that I think set a, a tone for U of A football that really is still carrying on right now, don't you think? You know, I do. And, and those teams, um, we did not win every game. But I'll tell you this, those teams played so hard. Um, you, you're, you're not going to find a, a game from that era where Arizona was blown out. We were competitive with everyone. With everybody. We played everyone, I mean, to the wire. It was, you know, we, did we win every game? No, we didn't, man. But we, and I think fans appreciate that. I think if you come to the game to watch your team play, to watch Arizona football, like, you want those kids to just compete and give you everything that they have. And then at the end, You'll be proud of their effort, and and I and I believe the town was proud of our effort as much as it was of our success. So I'm thinking of the guy's name, Eric. Does Eric something play, played in the uh, Eric U- Thompson? Played uh, in the USFL. Eric Thompson, yes, Eric That's- Thompson, uh, who yes, who is an attorney in town and uh, went to South Point High School and um, and was on the squad at that time. Super good guy and and. Um, uh, a guy that, that I worked out with like after he was gone uh, many, many times. I always loved to catch the ball. I was always looking for quarterbacks 
and Eric was a guy that you could call at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he'd get up and show up and meet you out on the mall with his football. Yeah, so I wasn't losing it. I just couldn't remember his last name. It's Eric Thompson. That's right. He's an attorney here, played in the USFL for a cup of, dr- a cup of water, and that was about it. So, so Jay, I've got all lefty guns. Yes, yep. yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you, a, I'm gonna bring up a bad memory, Jay. Okay, because you, <laughs> you were on that '83 team, and I, this one, this one has always killed me. You were on that '83 team, was a top five, had a top five ranking going into the season. Uh, you know, Ricky was a senior, Tunnicliffe was a senior, Randy Robbins, very highly regarded. Got off to a really hot start, and then you guys went to Cal. And led like twenty six to three or something like that, and then ended up tying the game. What the hell happened at Cal? You know that was yes, that is a, a bad memory, but it is a uh, it's an important memory, it, it, especially now coaching. We had Arizona had had be, we we were the number three rated team in America when we went to Cal, and we got this big lead. And, and the same thing that I tell my kids, you can never relax. You can never take anything for granted. The other team's trying, too. The other team's got good players, too. Now, like, did we have some breaks, some bad breaks, some tough calls, um, a block kick, things like that? Yeah, that happens. That's part of football. But, like, and, and in the end, no one cares. Excuses don't matter. In, in, the, in sports, you either win or you don't win. That's all that matters. It's, it's funny. Cal has always been that team for, for Arizona. All those crazy, kooky, last-minute games. Well, in Cal, that was the same year, I believe. It might have been the year before. It might have been 82 when Cal was uh, involved in that crazy uh, finish with oh, Stanford. Right, right yeah, with the kickoff. Yeah. yeah. So the Cal coach was was Joe Cap. Right. So those old school football fans will remember Joe Cap, who was another fighter, grinder, uh, like relentless competitor. And I think teams typically reflect the personality yeah. of their head coach. Right. And so Arizona reflected Larry Smith, but Cal reflected uh, Coach Cap as well. Right. Well, you know, that, that Stanford game that, with that kickoff, that was where the, the he came up with the saying, the bear never quits. And then I remember that was in the newspaper story after they came back and tied that game against you guys. I, I just got to tell you, Jay, I was so <laughs> mad that day. You have no idea how mad I was that you guys tied that game. And then... It, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's like a knock to you. You know, you guys weren't going to a bowl game, if you know, because of the, the probation stuff. So it, it seemed like that sort of knocked you guys off your mark. You lost like three games in a row, you know, starting shortly after that. And the season kind of went, eh, until you guys beat ASU. And then we all felt better. Well, and, you know, that, that 83 game up in Tempe, um, you know, and, and, and Max kicking, uh, you know, a 40 five something yard field goal with three seconds left in their house and to and to beat that to to finish our season with no bowl game and and the wheels did come off a bit after the cal game but then to finish like that that was man super important we kind of forgot all about it after that yeah Yeah, yeah. we kind of forgot about the rest of the arizona football to win that game let's take a quick break to to win that game let's take a quick break here come back and talk about your current situation and your new school 
These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll free at 888-881-5765. Hey, welcome back to Why in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And on the phone, we have new head coach at Tanker Verde High School. How does that sound? I'm loving it, man. I'm, I am really enjoying it. I am. Um... You know, I was thinking about this, you know, during our break. I, I was very comfortable as a football player. I, I was very comfortable as a federal agent. I was very comfortable as an assistant for 10 years at South Point High School working for Dennis Benet. I'm uncomfortable as a head coach. <laughs> but I tell my kids all the time, we have to learn how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. So it's a huge, huge challenge for me personally as well as for my kids. Going into the job, Jay, what you know, what are the you know, top two or three things that you feel are most important to you in terms of being a head coach and ter- you know, working with the kids or whatever it is? What are the what are the things that matter most in terms of being a good head coach? Well, I think, you know, I have a plan. I, I didn't come into this blindly. Um, we established our purpose, and our purpose was to change the football culture at Tangiverde High School. They didn't win a football game last year. They're 5-35 and 35 over the last four years. So our purpose was to change the culture. Part of that is to, is to establish communication. And when you have open communication, transparent communication with people, you develop trust. You develop two-way trust. My, my, uh, I'm, I'm trying to develop trust in me from my players, and I need to trust them. And then when you have a purpose, and when you have open communication, and you build trust, you're able to go solve problems together. And that's what football is. Football is problem solving. There's, your opponent is creating problems for you. How do you together, through communication, through that trust, and keeping an eye on your purpose, how do you go solve that problem? That's the big challenge for us. It doesn't hurt that you have an all-star lineup with a bunch of great assistant coaches. It's like the who's who of coaches. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm biased, but I believe that we've assembled the top high school football coaching staff in Southern Arizona. You know, my, my assistant uh, associate head coach, uh, my, my defensive coordinator is John Williams, who coordinated defenses for years at, at uh, South Point and, and is another Saguaro grad. Uh, Bob Viadent is on our staff, the longtime Saguaro Santa Rita coach, who's seen and done quite a bit in high school sports. Um, I have some young coaches. Um, my son, Jack, who played football at Shadron State, is coaching my receivers. His quarterback from college moved to Tucson, like in the blind, to coach our quarterbacks um, at Tanga Verde. Uh, uh, John Williams' son, uh, Jay Williams, who played uh, at South Point, was an all-state football player, went on and played at Brown, um, is going to help us on our defensive side. And then I've got some, some, some Arizona legends. You know, Van Brandon, who was on uh, – those Arizona teams. I remember that played, name. Uh, defensive back. I remember that Dan name. Is, is Dan is with us, and and he is a tough, tough, uh, smart 
coach. Uh, Jeff Keywell is our offensive line coach who was uh, played at Sabino High Sabino School. High School. Was an all Pac-10 player at, at Arizona and uh, played five years in the NFL uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. And then David Adams. You know, everybody in this town knows who David Adams is. You know, he's coaching our running backs. And, and David was the epitome the epitome of toughness. And so all these coaches on my staff, are they're smart football coaches. They're good football coaches. But there's all different shapes and sizes and colors on this staff. The one common denominator is every one of those coaches is tough. And that is what we need to build at Tanga Verde to find success, both this season and long-term. We have to build toughness. That, that's so cool. Coach, Coach Viadent, again, we go way back. I had, I had, he was my, he, I had him for a number of classes at Saguaro High School back in the day. So, he, again, guy who's got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of experience. Some, might, some people might say he's, he's just got a lot of miles. He's been around for a long time, but he's seen a lot of stuff. That's great that you've got him on your staff. Um, Jay, we've got a, a, a caller, Ken, who wants to ask you a question. You good with that? I am. Ken, get, how are you doing? I'm great. I, I hope you all are well. Yes, thanks. What do you have? Anyway, Mr. Dobbins, I've followed you since you were on the U of A's football team. It was that in the like, mid-'80s? I can't remember exactly. Early to mid-'80s. Yes, sir. I was there 81 through 84, Ken. So anyway, uh, I was amazed with your transition through the media. I followed your career and saw you like to, when you got to the uh, becoming a federal agent and so on. And the I'll get to the question. I, I don't mean to go on. Anyway, I was amazed because I, I saw you play at the university, and uh, you know I thought you were you know very talented, but you know <laughs> your persona, as far as I observed. And, of course, it was just from the stands. You were like kind of a beach boy, and you could catch a football and <laughs> go from there. I wasn't sure and where then, Ken was going with that. <laughs> what was amazing to me is I read the uh, articles about you in the Tucson Weekly in the environment that you entered. And, you know, you were a, a federal agent and so on and made such a huge transformation. My question is, I won't go on, is what was, if you can uh, uh, make a point, like, a, uh, like a, a, a moment where there was a tipping point between, you know, you were a college graduate and deciding, uh, well, what the heck do I want to do? And you, you got into being a, I guess it was DA agent or whatever you were. Thanks, Ken. Go, Jay. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Ken. And yet the transition from uh, football into law enforcement was not, um, was not a willing one for me. I wanted to continue to play football after, after college. And, and to be quite honest with you, I was a very good high school player. I was a good college player, and I was a terrible pro. I was not good enough 
as hard as I tried, as hard as I worked to play professional football. Those, the, the, those people, you know, and I say this all the time. If you found the worst professional football team out there, and then if you found the worst player on their practice squad, that football player is an amazing football player. There's such a, an abundance of talent there. I, I wasn't good enough. I had to find something else to do. I had to, fi- I had to find a new plan A. Well, you know, and a lot of people tend to not ever find that. So you, <laughs> I think you were fortunate that you did that. So, you know, how does, how does some of that, Jay, uh, you know, play into what you're going to be doing as a coach and, you know, uh, you know, imparting some of this toughness on your players and, you know, the, the, the things that you went through, which, you know, I, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, just none of us will are, are ever going to experience that kind of stuff. But how can you bring that to, you know, to your coaching and to the kids to get them to understand, uh, you know, the type of, the type of toughness you're going to be looking for you know it, it, jay it's a continuance it, it, the the lessons i learned as a football player i translated to my life as a as a law enforcement officer um the 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 toughness the recklessness and now transitioning that into coaching um part of my job um not all of it but part of it is to bring some of that wisdom to these young men and and not be shy about the mistakes I made. I, I didn't do everything right. I wasn't perfect in my life by any means. Um, but like talking about those mistakes, learning from those mistakes, trying to not repeat those mistakes, that's part of life, that's part of growing up, that's part of the communication that I can have with the kids I'm coaching now. Could you, could you bring wisdom to today's world, please, given what you see out in the real world with the, with the uh, what's going on with the uh, everything, you know, just the protests and the cop situation? It's crazy out there. Well, Steve, you know, from, from a perspective of, uh, of an athlete, uh, of a lawman, of a coach, yeah. of, of a citizen of our country, of a, as a citizen of this town, really, you know, um, I, I truly believe God is weeping right now when he looks at us um you know and then like if if you just want to reflect on history you know within the declaration of independence the uh, unalienable right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and and all men being created equal and um like like we really need like all of us need to try to live by that all men are created equal and um, unfortunately, in our country, not everybody is treated equally. And I feel, Jay, like you, you know, you've got a perspective that not a lot of us have. You know, you've been in the locker room. You've been on, you know, you've been on the streets as a, as a, uh, uh, in law enforcement. I mean, you've seen a lot of stuff that most of us aren't ever going to see. So I feel like, you know, you, you kind of have that understanding. And, and it's, it's great to hear you, you know, kind of bring that up. But I, I, I just wonder, you know, when you're putting your head on the pillow at night, and thinking about this stuff, what are you thinking about? Well, you know, Jay, I've had several, like multiple conversations with ex-teammates over the last week with with the unrest and everything that's going on, both both black and white teammates, my brothers, my friends, um, and 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 we feel like that the, the, an advantage we have is having played team sports, right, and having to work alongside people that are different than you 
that look different from you, that have different backgrounds from you, and then not only working alongside them, but towards a common goal, and then living with them. When, when you've gone through that in team sports, man, it's, it's impossible for me to make sense of what's going on because those were my brothers. It was never black or white. It was just those were my boys. Right. It, 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 like it, that was never, ever a consideration. Yeah, that's well, and, and that's it, and that's you know that's what that's kind of what we need to hear out there that that uh, you know there are people out there who have you know who have that experience, and you know we need to listen to those guys. So, but I don't want to I don't want to end your interview here on on such a heavy note. So I want to ask you this: What'd you get in that earth science class your freshman year at Saguaro <laughs> High School? Well, I was thinking that when you were telling that story about us being in the same class, whether it is true or not true, please say that to, to any of my players that are out there listening that I was paying attention. Well, <laughs> the reason I took the class is because a really good friend of mine was the was the lab assistant in that class, so he guaranteed me that I would get an A in the class, which I did. But I don't know that you had that same guarantee. So I was just, you know, as far as I knew, you know, you seemed all right. You know, you weren't, you know, you weren't uppity or anything like that. I mean, I can, I, like I said, I remember you sort of sitting to the side, and I was, I was just sitting there to get a grade and get the heck out of, this get the heck out of high school. Your senior year, my senior year in high school, his, his, his freshman, freshman. There had year. to be a girl involved. I thought you figured there had to be a girl. No, involved. no, I was in the class. Like I said, there was a, a, a good friend of mine. He was the lab assistant. So you know, he not that we cheated or anything like that, but he just kind of helped me along to make sure I was going to get a good a good grade in the class which I did but I, I don't know what you got you know I don't know that you got the benefit of that well you know I and 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 talking about trying to impart wisdom and trying to fix tr- trying like for my new players trying to help them avoid mistakes I made um, I was never the greatest student I, I I should have in hindsight one of my regrets is I should have put more effort and energy into my classes um, now, I went to class every day. I was not a guy who was looking to get out of it. But, like, you have to be there. You have to be, you, you have to be there. So if you're there, be there. Be there. Be present. Be a participant. Like, suck all that information up. Our teachers out there are amazing. They, you know, we don't pay our teachers enough. And they are there trying to impart their wisdom, their knowledge to us. Like we like you have to be willing to like be in class, show up class for in class, be a participant and absorb all that. Well, as that's, best as I can remember, that, you were there. That's one of my messages. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's one of my messages. Jay, maybe the last question. Uh, just given the COVID situation, how difficult or whatever word you want to use is, has it been to prepare for your first season? Oh my goodness, it is. It's added more challenge to an overwhelming challenge. Um, I had to come in and, like, to start off, I had to learn my players' names. Um, so, we, you know, we started uh, our program in the winter, then we were cut off by the, by the virus shutdown. And so what we lost is we lost that spring period to insert terminology, to insert our schemes, uh, to establish what our mantra is going to be. Um, and so as a new coach, having lost all that, Man, it's 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 going to be like the the time frame that I have to work is so squeezed down now. Um, there, there's just, there's less time to instruct. There's less time to insert. Um, there's less time to evaluate. But you know what, man? You guys know this. Everybody out there is listening that knows it. No, no one wants to hear any excuses. 
You know, 90% of the world doesn't care about your problems. The other 10% of the world is happy you have them. Like, we have <laughs> to find that. a way to overcome them. <laughs> right. We have to right. find a way as a team to overcome the virus shutdown, a new program, new coaches, new kids, no excuses, no blame. We just have to figure it out. Well, Jay, I think I think your track record and your, and your enthusiasm and, and your energy, you're going to get it figured out. And I I, I think uh, Tank Verde football is in is in good hands. So, you know, we wish you all all the best of luck. We'll be keeping an eye on it, and you know, we'd love to get you back here. And once you're in the middle of it, and say, see how it's going. Please, please, I would love to do that. You know, I, I was blessed to uh, land in that job. Uh, people looked at that job and said, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know about that job. I, that's a lose-lose job. And I fell into and am surrounded by a group of amazing, amazing young men who, like, just want to play the game for the love of the game. They want to f- know what it feels like to have some success. And so together, we are going to go figure that out. Well, thanks, Jay. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, Thanks a whole bunch, Jay. Stay safe. Hey, let's take a quick break here on 1030 Voice and come back. Go local. Make the switch. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer customized solutions and get you what you need faster. Like our quick and easy credit cards and auto loans. All done online from start to finish. Save time using mobile banking, bill pay, mobile deposit, and mobile pay with just a few clicks. Live large accessing 30,000 plus surcharge free ATMs and free debit card choices. Make the switch to Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org slash switch. Certain restrictions apply insured by NCUA. Hey, welcome back to Wine on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. You know, Jay's always, uh, you know, an, an enthusiastic uh, conversation, very open, very honest. Uh, I, you know, I think Tank Verde is, is very lucky to have a guy like him to to come and lead their program and the people that he's bringing along with them. I mean, he, again, you, yeah, you better watch out for for their football program. It's gonna it's, things are gonna happen. It may not be right away because you got you know in the end you got to have players. But thing I could see things happen. I, he's gonna be loving it, and you can tell that he's just loving the idea of doing this and when you've got people who, who want to do that then it makes a difference I want to try to transition in from there to the U of A football because we're going to talk a lot about it tomorrow right but we can tease it today well sure uh, you know we, we've decided I'm, you know, we've been talking for well since uh, both Anthony Jamino and John Wilner came on and told us how bad they think Arizona football is going to be this season um, I, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as they say so I'm going to I, I want to lay out uh, where I think Arizona football will wind up. So we're going to go through the schedule tomorrow, game by game, and we'll see where we wind up. I, you know, I haven't even really, I've got some thoughts on everything, but I haven't really added it up to see do I think they're going to be five and seven, six and six, seven and five, uh, wherever wherever they're going to be. We, this might be a pilot from Tom and I. So yeah, fine. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm ready I'm ready to take it on. But uh, so we're going to spend some time doing that. But you know, and we encourage callers. Yeah, we'd love to have callers come in and agree or disagree with me tell me if I'm you know out of my mind on some of this stuff but like I said I want to go game by game and you know maybe kind of talk about where we you know what we think is going to happen and look you know we're we're look there's there's 
no games to talk about yet, so we want to talk talk about what's going on and what we expect. You can always have hope in the middle of June. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know, one of the things leading into that, um, I saw today, and I, I don't know how we missed this last week, but uh, CBS Sports put out a ranking of all the all the coaches and all the Power Five conferences, and so they they rated them in each conference. And uh, so, airs uh, the the Pac-12 one came out, and I was taking a look at it today, and it, the a couple of real strong ironies in this first. First of all, one is that you know uh, Kevin Sumlin dropped a, a bunch of spots. He was he was rated in the kind of the middle of the pack. He was number six last year. He's dropped to number ten. But the interesting part about that is he swapped places with with uh, well, not didn't really swap places, but Herman Edwards was ten last year, and Herman Edwards is up to fourth up at ASU. Wow. And what's interesting about that is that. When Herman Edwards was hired at the same at the ASU, same, yeah. right around the same time, yeah. people laughed. Yeah, people laughed. People thought it was a ridiculous. You hire. saw? Did you see his first press conference? Yeah, it was a little bizarre. It was a little bizarre, and it was it was considered a ridiculous hire. Here's a guy who had not been coaching, had never coached in 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 college. He was a TV commentator, a very likable guy by all accounts, you know, but. It was it was it was laughed at, uh, and, and since then, and, what's the word you would gone, use? They've gone to two bowl games, yeah. and he's and he is now ranked as the fourth best coach in the league. I don't want to say you use the word fantastic, but what's little less than fa- he's well, done a wonderful. He's done a great job. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's done a great job. You know, looking at the rankings, they've got Kyle Whittingham at Utah, number one, followed by David Shaw, number two. I. I, I agree with those guys being the top two guys. I don't know if I'd have them in that order, but mm-hmm. I'm not in, in total disagreement with that. But after, and then after that, I think you kind of throw them all up in the air. And 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 in a lot, I mean, they've got Mario Cristobal at Oregon. He's a really good coach because he's got really good players. Yeah, and yeah. Then you got Herman Edwards. Then you got Justin Wilcox, who I like a lot. Cal guy. I, I I probably would have bounced him up a little higher, maybe even in the in the three spot behind uh, behind Sean Whittingham. Then you've got. Again, a, a, a mosh pit of coaches. Chip Kelly, Clay Helton. Now, one that gets me a little bit is they've got Rick Rolovich at Washington State who hasn't coached a game in the Pac-12, and they've got him eighth. They've got him above Kevin Sumlin. They've got him above Jonathan Smith at at uh, at, uh, at Oregon, Oregon State. That bothers me a little bit, but then again, he beat Kevin Sumlin last year with, theoretically, yeah. mm-hmm. Kevin Sumlin was supposed to have had better players, mm-hmm. certainly a better quarterback. So I I guess you can't argue with it that much. I think 10th is, I think ten, 10th is very I, accurate. I, yeah, I might have bumped him up a spot, maybe to, maybe 9th, maybe uh, dropped Jonathan Smith down a spot. And then the only two that are behind Kevin Sumlin are two new coaches to the league, Jimmy Lake at Washington and then Carl. Carl Durrell at, at Colorado. So I don't know. Um, a, a lot, you know, there's still a lot that has to happen. Uh, again, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, you know, hitting on the, the, the whole thing about maybe a, a new start for, for Sumlin and the coaching staff with uh, the whole drama of Khalil Tate uh, being gone mm-hmm. from the program and how big of a difference is that going to make? You could you could create your own storyline. That is one of them. Yeah, that, that certainly is one of them. Um, and, and we'll talk about that some more tomorrow. But I think that... Um, you know, this is a, a make or break year for Kevin Sumlin. No question. I, no, no, question. no doubt. I mean, he's got to show improvement because the, the whole, 
uh, argument that, well, I, you know, I was doing it with somebody else's players. Yeah, that, that's it. You've got your own quarterback, the guy that you right. that you want. Okay, let's see you do something. He played. Right, a, right. He played a lot last year. He's got to improve dramatically. Uh, if if Noel Mazzoni is the guy, the quarterback guru that he's supposed to be, we're going to have to see Grant Cannell take a giant step. In fact, uh, Jay's teasing me now through text, uh, texting about Herm Edwards. You play to win the game, or exactly. How, you play, you to, do win play to win the game. You play to win the game. They've won more games than Arizona. That game that lost two years ago when Arizona that was took devastating. a twenty-one point lead in that the fourth devast- quarter. I'm still mad about that. That was devastating. I'm still mad about I, that. I met the UA. Uh, met with a UA administrator. Just getting sodas. You know where, in the, where we get the right. And we're talking. It was almost over. You think okay? Just finished out the quarter. And then the quarter's over, and you're down, and you lose. Yeah, and and so, again, one of those games that sticks in my craw because you it know, hasn't been it, the same that, since it, 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 that never should have happened, and right. it did. Right, and uh, and I think that that has sort of set a, a tone for how people feel about right Kevin Sumlin and the coaching right, staff. Right. And and Juve, you, you've been to the games. The crowd itself is not good, even right. when, under these. It's not going to be any better. I think they're still suffering from a hangover from that game, which was now. Two seasons ago, I think there's still a hangover to that. I don't watch replays on you know on Pac-12 Network of any of the games of the last couple of years. It, it's they're hard to watch because you think of where they ended up you know, on the losses. But you right. did watch recently. Well, the, I watched or- the Oregon game from last year and yesterday. then the Khalil Colorado game. Oh yeah, well the Khalil Tate Colorado game. Yeah. So there was that, but it's the just the good month of Khalil Tate. Oh man, so you do, you know, it's just it, it, we're gaining on the season. I'm starting to feel it, and so I, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to put myself out on the line. You know, I, I know my brother Rick is out there saying they're going to go ten and two because he always does, but I, I disagree with him. But it's going to you know it's going to be interesting to see. I think you wanted to say something impossible guest next week birthday. Something. Well, we've got a happy birthday to Teddy Bruschi today. He turned forty. Seven, and we just want to let everybody know we're working hard to get Teddy on our show. We've got some connections there, and so it's in the works to see if we can get Teddy on our show, and we're going to try and bring that to you sometime really soon. Thanks, everybody. Here, take another day off. 1030 The Voice.